0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Clear Lake Connections, where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston, proudly sponsored by UTMB Health. Uh, today's guest, Ben Shapley, you are the Nursing Program Director at the Clear Lake Campus. Yeah, program Manager, yes. Sir. And and that's uh, the ER, correct?
1: Um, no, so that's over Trauma Services. So okay. we have an ER manager uh, that covers the ER, and then I'm over Trauma Services, which is um, follows a patient through their whole state.
0: And, and tell us about the the recent designation that you guys you guys received.
1: Okay. We're uh, currently functioning as a level two capable trauma center. We're we're a level three um, verified through the state, but we're functioning um, as a level two. So we're going to um, elevate our, our standards. And and so w- w- what do the different designations mean? So there's there's four tiers of trauma uh, designation. Um, level four would be your. Um, Simple injuries, isolated injuries with um, a single service, so like a a broken arm or a broken leg, and then they would anything else they would stabilize and ship out. Uh, level three has um, trauma surgeons that will come on site and take care of the uh, the patients when they arrive. Uh, some services, some service lines are available, not necessarily twenty four seven. Level two, you have those services 24-7, so neurosurgery, vascular surgery, orthopedics are all 24-7. We have in-house trauma surgeons, so they're there within 15 minutes of of a trauma patient getting there. They're at the bedside already taking care of the patient. So um, it just brings a lot more service lines right there to the patient. And then the level one? Level one adds a couple other specialties, um, but primarily the biggest difference is their ability uh, to do research. Okay. So that's a, that's the biggest differentiation. And, and so
0: there are, are there any in our, our service
1: area? Uh, so we have uh, Galveston, uh, UTMB-Galveston is a level one trauma center. And then the next closest would be the med center up in Houston. Okay.
0: So uh, what, what are you guys typically seeing, uh, especially right now during during the, I guess, the flu season?
1: Um, it's The ER season is seeing a lot of flu, a lot of respiratory problems, um, and a lot of, trauma now that we're we're level two capable we're getting a lot of injuries a lot of car accidents mostly uh in old people uh, geriatric falls with head injuries
0: and so i guess uh the local authorities know that you guys have this designation and that's that's so that's they send the, the the patients that way
1: yes sir and we do several times a month we're we're visiting with ems services to just let them know of all of our capabilities and then follow up we give them uh, feedback on patients that they've brought into us and we kind of Um, review the cases and if there's something they did right or did wrong you know good catches like hey great job on this one and and then they like to hear the outcomes when they did have that great catch what did that mean to the patient so
0: so so the ER takes them in initially and then I I guess your department sees them through their stay is that how it works
1: so they come into the ER and then uh, as, as a trauma activation and trauma surgeon will see them in the ER they're seen there and then We'll follow them, yeah, through their whole stay. It's The trauma surgeons will be over them, and then once they're cleared from their injury, if they still need to be hospitalized for medical reasons, they might hand off to a medical team. But otherwise, we keep them through the stay, yes. How did you get into to, to, to nursing? Uh, way back when. Uh, we won't talk about how long ago, but the uh, TV show ER was oh, okay favorite. And yep. I was like, yeah, that looks cool. I want to do that. So,
0: and so, Jumping were you in. an ER nurse at at one point? Yes,
1: I've been ER pretty much my whole nursing career. Um, large level one trauma centers in Texas, or in uh, Tennessee, and then here's Texas Children's. I was in the ER there as well. Um, so just love the ER. And so
0: you're the you're the the, the program coordinator direct or director program uh, manager yes. manager. So yes. you're in charge of all of the nurses within the
1: the trauma services. Yes, no, so I'm over. Mostly what we do is chart audits and make sure we have all the things in place that we need for the trauma patients, uh, the ER managers and then each unit in the hospital has their own manager that they're over the nurses, but we make sure that the, the big picture of the patient care is, is followed and we're meeting all the standards that we have to for trauma.
0: So how did you come to UTMB?
1: By chance. They had a pediatric ER, um, that they had a spot open up and a friend of mine said, Hey, you should you should come check this out. And I fell in love with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Speak about the culture. Cause it's uh, uh, almost everybody that I've talked to from UTMB, they can, they can point to the culture and, and the environment as, as one it's, of the things they great. love about It's great. It. It's
1: great. It's real friendly. Uh, it's good teamwork. We have a lot of, a lot of close teamwork and everybody's willing to help everybody out. So, um, everywhere from just, just, you know, the, 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 lowest level to the highest level everybody works great together and everybody doesn't matter who you are everybody's willing to help everybody else out so
0: yeah and we were we were talking before about how through this podcast a lot of us have switched over to using utmb services right, and, right. and we we can notice that everybody just seems happy at what they're doing
1: exactly it is it's amazing how how just it, it is a family like and like you said everybody you come to come in and you get one provider but then if you need other services, they're like, Oh, we'll give you this provider. We got this provider. They'll, they'll get you in touch with who you need to be with and, and just make it, it smooth, nice, seamless transition to each, each, uh, service line.
0: Now we, we always hear about in the, in the media about the nursing shortage mm-hmm. and at, at crisis levels, how, how are you guys? Are, are, are you being able to staff it fully or are you experiencing the same thing?
1: Yes. Staffing's actually pretty good. Um, we've, they've, constantly doing hiring events and have hiring uh, staff and we are fully pretty much fully staffed
0: well i think it probably also helps that you guys also teach the nurses and you have this supply your own you 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 have your own supply to help meet that demand
1: exactly it's great we have uh, services that are schools that'll come in for clinicals and so they get that they those nurses or student nurses are building that relationship with the team and a lot of a lot of those nurses end up getting hired on so it, it's really smooth transition for them
0: well that's that's great mm-hmm. um anything else you want to talk talk to tell us about the 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 Clearlight campus uh er and and the services
1: sure um well, like i said we are level 2 capable for trauma we're a stroke center a primary plus stroke center so we can take care of all all the different kinds of uh, strokes and we have the neurosurgery teams uh in place to ca- take care of any kind of stroke um we're the only pediatric er in the area so that's that's phenomenal and our 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 peds team is is great they're really great Um, and then it's just every other er that i've ever been to and worked at there's always a wait and it's not uncommon to have long waits to get back to a room but at, at our campus Patients get back quick. There's very minimal weights usually, so that's a huge thing for patient satisfaction. Just knowing that they're not going to be sitting there forever. You know, we get you back, get you seen by a doctor right away. And what
0: What's the secret? Can't tell. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. ER weights can be yeah, it can
1: be yeah. it can be painful.
0: I, I learned a good trick. If if no matter what you go in with, if you have chest pains, you get back right away. You get back quick. Yeah. yeah, I found that out the hard way when I had pleurisy. Right. Though. You guys are taking really good care yeah. of me. <laughs> So we, we've we talked about overcrowding at, at a lot of the ERs. Right. Talk to us about when people should probably skip the ER and go to urgent care instead.
1: Okay, so um, for urgent care would be most of your mild to moderate symptoms, anything that's, you know, Fever, but just not feeling good, or if you're just wanting a flu or RSV test or, or COVID test, those are all things that could be handled by urgent care. Um, minor injuries can typically be handled at urgent care. Any of your more moderate to severe injuries, or um, besides a minor cut, anything involving bleeding should definitely be be ER. Any change in mental status should go to the ER. Trouble breathing, of course, you want to go to the ER. Uh, mostly, urgent care is mild uh, symptoms and things that if you could wait till the next day, that should go to urgent care. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned that we have you, you're the only pediatric ER in in the in the area. Um, obviously, that's a huge benefit to our community. Talk sure. to talk to us about you know what 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 that actually does bring to us.
1: Okay. So that brings uh, first of all shorter wait times that we've talked about because we're you're not serving such a huge area like the med center. Um, But we have pediatric ER that's, that's taking care of these sicker kids uh, versus going to urgent care. Um, We get to see those we're we're getting them treatment right away. Uh, They're not having to travel. We're seeing a lot of respiratory problems right now, and we're able to take care of those. Uh, And it's preventing kids from, by having the ER close to home, people don't wait as long to go into the ER versus knowing that they're going to have to go Either down to Galveston or up to the Med Center and have that long wait time. They'll come. They'll come to us, knowing that they can get in, get seen quicker. Uh, it's not going to be an all-day event. Um, so it, it really helps them from having to be hospitalized for their. For and their it's owner. it's
0: twenty-four-seven, right?
1: We're seeing pediatric patients twenty-four-seven. Yeah. We have uh, sixteen hours of pediatrician coverage. Okay,
0: because I, I remember when my kids were young, they never picked the daytime to. To, no, no, to it's always it's ER. always
1: evenings and, and yeah. middle of the night. Yep, yeah. Wake up with the ear infection or, or fever and vomiting and yeah.
0: So what's what's driving all this this traffic for the respiratory issues?
1: I think a lot of it had to do with COVID. You had those times where everybody was isolated, so nobody was having contact with anybody. But now all the kids are going and playing, and you know, it's just it's just the, a lot of the regular. Respiratory illnesses, but that these kids haven't been exposed to previously. So it's just, that's why it's such high numbers of, of illness. Um, and seeing, you know, a lot of RSV and it's that yeah. time of year, flu symptoms as well. Uh, and then just cough and congestion, but it just, it's just bad. Just Well, and there's, there's nothing worse much. than not being able to breathe. Right. Yeah. It's kind of so, important. Especially kind for important. kids. It's one of those it's, things.
0: Yeah. Scary stuff. So we, we talked about how the patient gets admitted into the ER mm-hmm. and then if they stay, uh, your team takes over. right? What's the benefit of splitting it up like that?
1: So they come in, first of all, it, it uh, frees up the ER physician to see the other patients in the ER. Uh, but it also then, if we have a severely injured patient, uh, our team's there right away when the patient gets there. Especially if they're coming in by EMS, we get a call that they're coming. So we're there at the bedside ready, waiting before the patient even gets there. So the doctors are ready. Depending on what the injuries are, Uh, the doctor may look at them and know we're going to OR, and within 10 minutes of arriving to the hospital, they're already in the OR getting operated on uh, as necessary. We have 24-7 operating rooms available for our trauma patients, and they can get in there. Like I said, they get in there within 15 minutes. They're in the OR uh, as necessary, and then our team will follow them through their stay so that they can see the changes uh, and typically it's the same doctor um several days in a row so they'll they'll see changes uh, and be able to pick up on that a lot better than um if you have multiple handoffs or, yeah. or different teams uh taking care of the patient so it really that continuity of care through the whole stay really helps the patient uh, and helps pick up on those um any complications that may be happening.
0: Yeah, and it also helps the patient because they're seeing the same people. Right, and, they get and more comfortable, rapport. They can, yeah, yeah,
1: they can tell them, yep, I'm feeling better than yesterday. No, I'm not feeling better, it feels different. Uh, the person they're talking to is gonna know what they mean. Yeah. You know, so yeah. as a level two trauma center, uh, the, the patients need to be admitted to a surgical service. So that's kind of a standard that we're meeting um, for trauma. Some of the hospitals, not necessarily, they might admit those patients to a a hospitalist or an inpatient uh, team, and then the trauma surgeon may just work as a consult, kind of like um, just once in a while peek in on. The, you yeah, know. I think
0: the model is fairly unique. From what I've experienced, I, you know, with with my mom being in the hospital and, you know, my brother broke his back and he, he, just the, there's never the consistency that it sounds like you guys provide.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's really great. And then you can see just how how it impacts a patient being able to have that comfort. They build up a rapport with the doctors and and even the nurses having those same people take care of them. It really helps. Yeah. It, it just it's comforting to know that that you're there with somebody that cares and that they know what's going on with you versus yeah. a stranger coming in every day.
0: No, it's a great model. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you brought up the relationship that you have with the EMS, the local EMS. And, and t- t- tell me a little bit more about how that relationship was born.
1: Sure. Sure. We have a, a EMS outreach, uh, liaison, uh, Richard Rocho. And, uh, we go out with him to the multiple service lines, uh, EMS services that bring us patients. Uh, we go pretty regularly and visit, um, he's always uh, in their face uh, talking to them, just have that FaceTime and uh, build comfort with them. We go over uh, cases that we've had, uh, give the feedback on the case, but we also are always uh, updating them on all the services we have available, everything that we can do for the patients. Uh, And they really, that having that relationship, they really uh, get comfortable with coming to us. And then we also, we make them a priority when they do come in. So we make sure that uh, they're not just they're standing waiting for a bed. We will put them in a bed quickly because yeah. uh, some some places, unfortunately, uh, EMS just is on the sidelines and they end up waiting. and And they're the priority. We want to get them in a bed right away. So, because they need to be back in service, yeah. and they, we need to make them a priority. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm.